Welcome to Let's Talk About Treks, an episodic review of today's visions of the future featuring Earl Grey and Jack Dorino. Hey, this is Jack Dorino. I want to welcome you to this very special edition of Let's Talk About Treks. You know, while Earl has been away on his very important away mission, I've really had a blast working with several different creators in the podcasting space, and it's really brought some exciting and interesting conversations. Not the least of them was during our most recent episode where Brian Kane was our, our guest host. Although I've had a blast with each and every one of our guests, and we, we largely remained on topic, uh, but when Brian Kane was here, you know, it was the first time that we had met in this capacity, and as such, we had a bunch of stuff to catch up on. We spent about an hour talking about uh, DC Comics and Picard Season 3 and the Shatnerverse. We, we went over the, the redemption of Troy, the misrehashing of the Borg, a little bit of Discovery dissenting, some data love, some Soong hate. And there was so much content there, and I, was, I, I felt like it was a lot of valuable material. I didn't want to just leave it on the cutting room floor. So I cut the episode in half. I kept the stuff that was largely related to the episode of last week's uh, Lower Decks. And then here, my friends, for your listening pleasure, is the remainder of the cutting room floor. Enjoy. Again, we're, you know, ladies no, and gentlemen, is... we're talking about everything but track. Yes, absolutely. I went all, so this is The Flash. I just saw The Flash recently. Spoiler oh, alert. good? Did I? Ooh, good? Spoiler alert. Uh, okay, so here's the thing. <clears throat> I'm not going to say this quite firmly. Um, I thought it was good. Okay. Uh, caveat, I always liked DC stuff. I liked Green Lantern. I liked Justice League. I see the problems, whatever. I like Star Trek. <laughs> let, me, let me start there. I like Star Trek. And I am here specifically to talk about the goods and the bads. And I avoid the bads because the show would be far longer. But the the movie The Flash was really, really, was really, really good. I thought um, people thought that I think that, well, I'm not going to say what people thought. I enjoyed seeing Michael Keaton as Batman again. I enjoyed seeing yeah. Michael Keaton playing the new version of Bruce Wayne that he was playing because this is sort of an alternate universe. I enjoyed seeing our original Batmobile again. I even enjoyed the plot line that they did with Superman and how they explained how this universe is different. And I like the idea of crossing universes and it being DC cross universes because they tend to be, for me, DC tends to be a little less brutal. Yeah. I'm not yeah. like a, I don't go from the car chasey and the fighty fights. Usually when the fights are happening on TV, I can't see what the hell's going on. I gotta go back and watch it a couple times to figure out what, okay, so then this person kicked this person. Like, it's just like, there's a lot going on. And that's a very Marvel movie to me. And then like DC, yeah. Justice League probably, well, not really so much, but like DC to me is more about like, you know, hope and justice and strength and, you know, we are Starfleet. They're not Starfleet. We are Justice League, I mean to say. Um, no, I know exactly what you mean. I have always preferred DC to Marvel, despite, you know, despite those issues that you speak of. Um, so this was sure very much... Think of DC. the same ones. This is very much a DC movie to me. And it was very much like, it's like, uh, I've heard it tell that people are like, oh, they're bringing back Batman. I don't really see the idea of mine bringing, I don't, I don't know if that's really, like he could be, a, I don't think that's, a, that's an idea. Um, but I thought, and then people, I've heard talk about the CGI and I was okay with it. <laughs> like secretly, like don't tell anybody, don't tell anybody at all. You guys, if anybody's listening to the show, don't tell anybody. I was cool with the CGI. I liked seeing Christopher Reeve. I liked seeing um, Christian Slater's Christian Slater's sister, which, uh, Helen Slater. Um, you know, even though she probably didn't get paid for it, which is the whole the whole strike thing is about <laughs> them doing yeah. crap like that. Um, but I thought it was a good DC story, and I thought it was a good. I thought it was a great Flash portrayal. I thought he did a really good job in that role. Um, I don't even know who he is. I don't think he's been a Flash before, but he was really good. I thought it was a good movie. You know, I, I I don't know why I've been so hesitant to see it, because I think all of those same things that you just said that you loved about it are things that I feel I would, I would because I'm a huge Michael Keaton Batman fan, and, um, and I had all those toys, and I loved that Batmobile. I had my radio-controlled Batmobile as a child. Um, I... 
I love I loved that uh, interpretation of Batman, even though, you know, from a story standpoint, I felt like some of the other ones were some of the subsequent Batmans were a little bit stronger character wise and story wise, because Tim Burton's movies are more ideas than they are um, stories. But uh, I just I don't know. I don't I don't know uh, what maybe it is this whole feeling that i have about bringing people back with ai you know people that have i mean george reeves has been dead for like 64 years <sighs> yeah know? and uh and and you know adam west batman which i think would be cool i haven't seen it yet but i've just read and unfortunately these things have destroyed it for me but um uh spoiler wise but um i don't know i don't know i've got to watch it though i have to watch it but I'm not hurrying. While I brought several people through the whole journey of Battlestar Galactica from beginning to end, because I was sure that they would get it. And if they didn't, whatever, they don't matter anyway. They probably shouldn't matter. So go away. Um, <laughs> because like, I like you're going to get the entire story and get the breadth, the, the breadth and the depth and all the meaning and stuff. And like, we're going to be like on a similar you know sort of page. I hesitate to bring anybody to see um you know to start at picard season three because i don't th i i i feel like i would crumble to see their reaction because it wouldn't be quite as visceral and wouldn't have that much to them it would just be like mm, this sci-fi story and i'd be like i don't know um and i think that that's the way that a lot of people it seems to me are receiving the flash they're receiving it not as it being a part of their own backstory and having that much meaning and i think that if you have that backstory of you know growing up dancing to that whole album by prince <laughs> then that movie becomes different for you because it has meaning I, that's what i learned in picard season three is that like there can be issues and if it has meaning and they're not and they're wildly overlookable because whatever <laughs> then it can you know something could be that much more powerful and good in a sense for you does that make sense i don't know i do it makes perfect sense and i and it would explain a lot of people's opinions about it because there are there are some in my own family my cousins my brother who is uh, who is not old enough to have seen the original two Batmans? They he, he was born after they came out, yeah. uh, and he has no sense of urgency to go back and watch them at all. Mm -hmm. So it's those opinions that I think are are the majority of the ones that we're seeing in critics and and on the internet. People who either didn't have full appreciation of those original two movies and everything in the way that it changed our business. Yeah as well and change box office uh, summer uh, box office forever and and who just were there for it you know to your point uh i i do think that that's the majority of the opinions um the whole going backwards and in tim burton's i don't know if you've read that but tim burton's recent opinion on them bringing back his unrealized superman as well as his realized batman um, i forgot about the it, nick cage it, superman that popped up that was just, you know, and see, again, I've read it, you know, I haven't seen it, but I read that oh. he did his own footage. So that what he did new footage for it. So it's not AI. Oh, okay. Okay. Except okay. In, except in the sure. effect that, ex uh, except that, you know, they de-aged him with AI, but okay. it wasn't actually originally shot uh, material. Uh, do you do you love Shatner enough to have read all of the Shatnerverse novels? No. Oh. <laughs> no. So, so I went. Not read a lot of Star Trek novels. I went yeah. through like four of them, and then I was like, okay, this is uh, this is enough, because <laughs> because <laughs> like it's an interesting story. Like, of course, the first thing he does is bring first. For, well, the first thing he does is we see the mirror Kirk, which is that's pretty cool, right? Yeah. And then yeah. and then he of course he brings himself back in the in the prime universe and you know has some adventures and literally comes back and then saves like the literal universe and then, and then like basically sort of does similar universe saving 
things and by book four i was okay like i get it like it would be one thing if it weren't written by william shatner but it began to feel like okay bill like yeah you know i'm aware of those books but i can't say that i read them because i kind of felt well just like you said okay bill that's what i felt like i'm like okay bill i know what you're trying to do here you know He's never been really plain about his opinion on how they killed Captain Kirk, but I think we all know it without him saying it. Sure. Yeah. Um, he wasn't supposed to die on a mountaintop with Captain Picard. I don't think he was supposed to die. Wasn't he not supposed Oh, no, he was supposed to die alone, right? Wasn't that the thing? Yes. Star Trek um, V. I, I knew I wouldn't die because I always knew I would die alone. You two were with me. I always knew I would die alone. Yeah. He was, he was, uh, it's interesting that he was alone and with Captain Picard at the same time. Which says nothing good about Captain Picard. It does not. It does not say anything good about Captain Picard at all. But let me ask you this, since we're on this topic. Um, uh, did Star Trek Generation say good, say anything good about any of its characters? Yes, it said good things about Data and it said good things about Troy. Um, it also said, uh, I'm going to take back my data one because it, it counterbalanced that right at the beginning. So it, that's neither here nor there on that. Uh, it did say good things about, yes, it good, yes, it said good things about, oh, that's interesting. It said good things about Troy. It said, the good it said that about, when she takes the ship that she's going to crash it. Ah, thank you for that. It said that when she takes the ship, she's not going to crush it but she's going to land it nobody died that's how a saucer's supposed to land she landed it perfectly it came in and it skidded along the it didn't fucking land on its side and roll <laughs> it didn't go into a mountain you know like nobody died the fuck the cat lived like, <laughs> like she did a good job Holmes like I don't know what anybody's talking about like oh she crashed it no man she saved your lot your lives she did better than Detmer did when they crashed through a wormhole into the future. Okay, you have you have changed you have changed my mind. Yeah, I don't know why people keep about saying that. she crashed the ship. She didn't crash the ship. She saved them all. About that, you have changed my mind. About that, I have man. Don't get me started. I have a lot of problems with that. Um, but personally, but um, there, there are know. problems. There are good parts too, though. Um, There's good parts and even the worst, though. I, I'll give it that. I'll give it that. I love the, the way it was photographed, uh, filmed. Cinematography, there was the cinematography. <laughs> Sorry. That's the. <laughs> I like the fact that they had lights on the film. <laughs> I enjoyed the fact that there was music and it wasn't silent in the background. I guess <laughs> that was good too. I, I like love, that they. Hey, I, I like that they said words. <laughs> I like that there was a beginning, middle, and an end. And you know what my favorite part was? You know I'm going to guess the was? ending. The end. Yeah. When it ended. Yeah. I was 12 years old, and I said, "Are they all going to be like this?" <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, that came right off the heels of um, my favorite, right? Which I can't remember. The Undiscovered Country. Oh, oh my God. When you right? when you get the Undiscovered Country and then you get this three years later, <laughs> you're worried. Aren't you worried? Weren't you well, worried? So, I know. I wasn't I was worried. worried until the very next movie. Wasn't that First Contact? Oh, you have to tell me. Why were you worried after you suffered? Oh, dude, Holmes, I've been over the Borg. I've been <laughs> listen, listen to the the other 119 episodes of this show. You like, I'm <laughs> Holmes. Like, I'm good on Borg. Picard. I wish I I shouldn't say things like that. I was gonna say I wish Picard would have died in season two, but like I just <laughs> like I feel like I feel like we are. We are, we are, I've had enough of the Borg. 
I was initially annoyed with the Borg when I was like, okay, it's a next generation thing. And then they're like, oh, we're going to make Voyager better by bringing over the Borg. I'm like, yes, but not that way. (laughs) No, 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 Voyager. Don't bring the Borg as boobs. What are you doing? No, bring the Borg as like we found the original species because we're in the Delta Quadrant where the Borg came from. Like, what What are you doing? What what the hell? What are you doing? And, And then like we have the movie and then, okay. And then the Queen appears. And I'm like, okay, so now we're doing more. The Borg are zombies. The Borg started the zombie craze in 1987. Like, yeah, if yeah. if not for the Borg, we wouldn't have the the Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead and Loathe the Walking Dead and Kiss the Walking Dead and Marry the Walking Dead and have more Walking Dead and let's do a comic book, let's do a TV show. We The Borg, dude, when we came back to the Borg in Picard, I thought that we were going to do something different. I didn't know that so we were going to have a whole assimilation and there was going to be Borg walking around. I thought we were going to do, this is going to be a whole new, like, the Borg are going to be supporting the synthetics and they're going to teach us to be not racist asshole piece of shits, but apparently that, <laughs> that was not the point of that. Oh, and just like, so we, and then like, Picard took an entire, whoa, you took a whole season away from me. Like you went back to the Borg again. Like, okay, so first contact, you put some skin on data and blue on him like yeah dude he's 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 skank the skank with tasha yar what are you doing <laughs> what like that's nothing what are you talking about and then picard is the last action hero what what's happening here like because this if it weren't for the borg it wouldn't like the borg could have been our little secret like the borg could have been yeah. a thing that was just in our tv show because it was yeah. good we were good we have yeah. borg was great in the next generation right and then like what is this other shit we did to it? Like, if we were going to do other stuff to it, like, let's do other stuff like, oh, let's explore what happened to Hugh. Oh, the way they killed him. They, oh, yeah. And then the first thing, first of all, okay, so I get you're not using Manu in the show, I guess, because I've seen some things, whatever. Anyway, I should probably take that part out. But, like, so, like, <laughs> you didn't use the original actor for each ab, and then the first thing you do is you pluck his eyeball out. You know, that was just shock value. It was, and I'm like, oh, okay. And that, see, there, that, that's directly to my point. The Borg are body horror and zombies, and I thought we were watching Star Trek. Thank you. Okay, I got to give you that. We didn't need zombies in the undiscovered country. The undiscovered coverage, uh-huh. that was an awesome show. Like, we even, oh, maybe I didn't tell you this little bit that William Shatner did. So William Shatner made... The V'ger probe, Borg. It's like that piece. In one of his books. Yeah. In one of his books, right? And that's what so, brought him back to life, doesn't it? Yeah, and I'm just like, okay, so you, the, the yeah, so if you could, you, you can use the Borg to bring Kirk back to life. You can use the Borg to, do you, we use the Borg. What's the? It's chill out, guys. You have other stories to tell. I'm sure you do. I know you do. I just watched two seasons of it. Actually, one season of it, but mm, Strange New Worlds. We'll call it two seasons. Okay, it's two, two, sure, it's two seasons. We we did. Oh, we've done. Hmm. Am I correct on this? Hmm. Am I correct on this? Yeah. We've we've done four seasons, probably five seasons of Star Trek Discovery with no Borg. We've mentioned them here or there, but like we've mentioned those. Like, yeah. The we, they're not. A, we don't worry about them anymore. <laughs> you know. I think you know that's. I have to I have to agree with you on that because you know Picard um Picard season 3 I thought they were going to go in a different direction I really thought it was going to be something else so when I saw that it was a Borg the Borg again I have to be honest with you it was probably if it still somehow ended in this beautiful miraculous way how I don't know but they did it I don't know how either I really don't but I was like oh Borg again? Yes. So annoying. <laughs> so annoying. That's but see, but you know, but I gotta be but, honest with you, that's the but that's the first time I said that. But also I was like, okay, well, I mean, I get here we go. I mean I'm, clearly I'm going with you. So I'm taking this journey. So let's let's do it. We're gonna do Let's do it. Borg again. <laughs> you know, now now here, let, let me tell you something very, very interesting, as big of a fan as I am. I did not watch Voyager in its entirety. Okay. Until the pandemic, it was until okay. the pandemic. So this is so, me and Enterprise. Only I still haven't quite watched it yet. See, actually, Enterprise, I still have. I've only watched okay. eleven episodes. I you twelve were, if I, you count. I'm betting you're stuck exactly where I'm stuck because there is this episode that I cannot get past. If oh I go to God. sleep, I'm like I I end up staying up all night thinking about it. Like what? 
Like, wait, she, and then, wait, what? And I just, I don't even make it to it being Star Trek. <laughs> it's just Enterprise still. <laughs> first, I, I watched the first episode and the final episode. And for years, that was all I had seen. I love that final episode. I thought it was a great episode. Oh, really? <laughs> of Next That's Generation. Lightning. Oh, Next Generation. It was okay, a great so episode of Star Trek. That's why I was excited. I have never seen the Enterprise. I, or I had, at that point, never seen the Enterprise D look so beautiful. I had never been as happy and excited and like hor- well, like tingly to see uh, uh, Frakes, uh, Jed, you know, Jonathan Frakes and Marin Service. Like, uh, like yeah. seeing them doing the characters again. Like, that was a great episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, I thought. I thought it was great. Yeah, absolutely. I was disappointed. It was just a that slap it- in the slap in the face to that cast. I mean, was it? I don't know. I didn't watch the show. <laughs> I would. Well, I would know. Like, well, what 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 do you think about everybody? Everybody's saying that episode. Uh, excuse me, seasons three and four are like the pinnacle of that show, and I, I haven't gotten them. there yet. I I, I keep trying to get there. I want to naturally get there. I have a strong I, desire to like get there. The way that you get there, I want to watch it episode by episode. I don't want to jump into season three. That just feels. Eh, I don't know what it is. I just, I don't want to do it. So I keep, I have tried several times, I promise you. <laughs> and I, no, I, like, I start from the beginning and it's been like you know, a couple of years have passed. I try again and it's just like every time I get, there's a part that I get to and it's in season one and I'm just like, I do not have the time for this. <laughs> that show, why is that show so hard to watch? Why do, what do, what, why do you think that show is so hard to watch for us? I had a conversation recently um, with one of the actors from Enterprise. Uh, oh, okay. Privately, uh, I'm going to cut this part out. I'll tell you that it was um, while we were at Star Trek Las Vegas, or I'm sorry, STLV 23 because strikes. Um, and this person informed me that this show is about T'Pol and Trip and Archer, which I hadn't thought of before. But if I were going to, and I told this person that, I said, you know, like, if I were going to focus on characters for a Star Trek show and I have the cast that you had, I probably would have focused, sure, Archer would be there. T'Pol would be there some, but not too much because we've done Vulcan before. Like, we've done Vulcan before. She shouldn't even be here. So it's it's like, she's she's not a Starfleet officer. We're just putting her there to be a Vulcan. Like that doesn't, that's, let's maybe talk about that less because that's just going to make me question things all the time. Like, wait, what is she? So they, what is, is she doing it with, hold on, what is happening? So like, I would focus on Mayweather, who was the kid who was born in space (laughs) and the kid who like kind of knows what's going on around here. Like he can, you know, he, he generally is the guy you can go to and he, cause he, he kind of knows stuff. Um, I would focus on, uh, Hoshi Sato, the person who speaks a billion languages and you never talk to her, but she seems brilliant and you went all that way to go get her. And then you don't really like deal with her unless she's confused. I don't understand that one. You got like to Paul and uh, Tucker and Reed, but shouldn't they be more like O'Brien and Julian? Like, shouldn't they be like a little more fun? Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it doesn't have enough fun. Deep Space Nine had a lot of fun. Deep Space Nine was fun. It did. Deep Space Nine was a very fun show while being threatened. Sorry, is it Enterprise taking itself too seriously? Is that what it is? It's trying to be, it's trying to take the idea of Star Trek and ground it to how we are now on earth it's trying to make it more relatable it was the first time we saw people um in star trek speaking in a less than civilized tone which i think set the tone for the dialogue in all the shows and films that preceded it what do you mean speaking in a less than civilized tone you know how Everybody in Star Trek, the original series, Next Gen, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, Uh they spoke in a certain way. And by today's television standards, it would be considered unrealistic. Perhaps it was then too, but the people on Enterprise sounded more like you and I do. They were closer to Uh our time. They speak less perfectly. They speak Uh less with less civility. They speak, they're angry and they're hateful and they're and they they haven't gotten yet to the ideals 
that we have established. And, um, Hmm. you know, there's a a quiet buzz going around Hollywood right now um, Mm -hmm. about, uh, about a script called Star Trek The Beginning for a motion picture that basically takes place after um, after first contact with whatever remained on Earth after the crew of the Enterprise went back to the 23rd, uh, 24th century, which again would be another excuse for people to ground it in this reality that's closer to ours to somehow make it more relatable to a larger audience. And I feel like Star Trek has become this in, in some ways, it's become this thing where it's it's like the bell of the ball trying to be someone he or she is perhaps not in order to draw more eyes. And it's not working because it's only still us watching. It's still the same fans. I don't, Correct. I'm not sure that it's growing. It's fan base. And neither is Star Wars for that matter. If you look at people younger than us, they don't give a shit about either franchise. Well, furthermore, they don't. There's no bifurcation between the franchises. No, no. But they think of it all as the only, same thing. Right. Thank you. And and right now they are. And the fact that they are both out right are now. They? I I'll say this. I'll say this is just my 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 explanation in this. Okay. They are both trying to be something they are not to appeal huh. to larger audiences even trampling over valuable history and canon in the process just my opinion and i make it phasered for it <laughs> i have learned to have faith in the star trek producers um because i trusted them with discovery and mm-hmm. they there were some things that happened <laughs> but there were some things that did not happen that were perhaps more important mm-hmm. um and some things they sort of corrected or tweaked, you know, mm-hmm. because they were a little off. And then they did this whole jump to get themselves clear, which I thought was very helpful as well, because that takes away the the issues. I feel like they sh- they could have started there in the first place, yeah, and that might have. have been easier to dissolve. And they didn't have to start as close as they did at all. Those aliens need not have been Klingons. <laughs> No, no. Had you told me they were something else, I would likely be into that something else's culture right now because they were a very interesting species. They were yeah. very compelling. They were like, they were Klingon-esque, but they were like a lot more brutal and a lot more, they seemed like more realistic and they seemed more, but they also seemed more alien, like less less reachable than Klingon, which is cool because it's that's yeah. how you want aliens to be. You want them to be alien, right? Exactly, exactly. I'm with you there. And and it would have been a great story, still. It would have been better because it would have been new. They would have been giving us something that we didn't have. But the branding and marketing with, uh, wizards that over, oversee current the current iteration of Trek needed to pull from the grab bag of existing material. And I think that's why sometimes it seems like some of these scripts are written by AI. Because it, it because AI doesn't create new things. It grabs from what is already there. And that to me is frustrating. You know, I want we're spoiled. Well, me, I'm I can I consider my I say we because we're part of the same age group, same generation. Sure. We were spoiled because we had new stories. We were spoiled because we had new characters that did not have to go into the existing grab bag of legacy characters over and over and over and over again just to remind us where we're at Uh and i Mm -hmm. kind of feel like we do that a lot and i know my pot my opinion is unpopular because i'm looked at as a gatekeeper or an old head i've been called these things um i don't care about any of them because they're my opinion but it's true we could have new stories and we could have new characters that's why i'm so grateful to this current episode of lower decks because it focused on our characters sure 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 there's move along home sure there's haven sure there's the isolinear ship room from from evolution you know all great all fine i could have done without them but it's fine that they were there i you know i don't feel it necessarily added anything but didn't take anything away either but we focused on our characters they kept all of that to that to that subplot too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to a minimum yeah but they didn't really have any pieces of that 
of of that like nostalgia type thing in the other places like in the in the other stories you know what i mean no, like, they just kept it to that one little pl- no, no 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 yeah but that was all in the background mariner yeah. rutherford tendy story mm-hmm. right because there was the main the really the main two stories were bormler and freeman so this mm-hmm. was just like mm-hmm. the comic relief section you know, like it didn't factor into a main thing. It was almost like an add-on. Like, hey, let's crunch this thing in here. We do that a lot, though. It seems like. I mean, I like the idea of of bringing up old things as long as they're mm-hmm. things that aren't already overexplored. Not to bring up the Borg again, but to bring up the Borg again. Like, we don't have to go back to the Borg again when we have those. Cons- remember those little conspiracy aliens that used to like crawl up inside you and control you, yes. and like you have like the big old alien in your stomach when you get shot by the and like they would make you like super strong and stuff there was a novel series that made them like a cousin of the trill this would be <laughs> a cool story like what is happening the Takan empire that we saw one time you mean they have a vast sprawling empire with all these like technological marvels like being able to shut down both of your ships from afar without you detecting that they're doing it mm, that's pretty cool you got holograms that last for thousands of years how about the Iconians? Remember those guys, those demons of air and darkness who built portals all over this galaxy? Oh. Like, you want to go find out what's going on with it? Hey, you remember those people who, like, you follow, like, your own DNA? Like, you followed everybody's DNA and you went back and you found the founders? What? <laughs> like, <laughs> wait, that can't be a founder. But are they a founder? Did the founders come from them? Are they the same people? Just evolved just a little bit more? Why was Q so worried about us? Why was Q coming around and being like, and you know what? Like, we saw some, like, Q and some gray stuff, but uh, can we meet a different Q, perhaps? Who's Trelane? Uh, a different, he's a different Q. That's a different Q. That's don't a different Q, right? Don't that's, don't. that's it's clearly, it's clearly a different Q. Like, he's very, he's very cute. Like, I think that's probably, like, his little brother. And he's like, what? Don't, don't talk about him. You know, like, because he's, they, they both, they're both doing too much. They'll never admit you that they're broke my sword yeah they're clearly that's the same guy i think it i think that q makes sense as somebody who would have been raised by trelane i think that's what trelane would produce yes that's that's very good that's very good i i like that Uh, i also like the abstract quality of trelane and but then you know i'm somebody who loves what i love about old shows and old movies is that they didn't feel the need to explain everything and for people who don't like The Simpsons, for instance, anymore, or later episodes of The Simpsons, right? Mm-hmm. Um, most people's gripe with it is its constant self-referentialism. Okay. Isn't that what we're doing? Yes. Yes. Isn't what Perhaps we're self-referential? Isn't self? Where typically where isn't self-referentialism? Isn't that typically where? creativity goes to die oh sure not always our shows aren't bad they're not bad they're very entertaining and very well written well acted and some of the best production values on television but with all of that why aren't we doing something more new when we try new things they don't take off as quickly as when we do old things right it's a it's a business decision really it it took it took putting um star trek on the title and changing it from Andromeda for that show to get any traction. <laughs> Here they are about to release their fifth season of Gene Roddenberry's Andromeda. Like, right? Like, isn't that, that's the show, right? Like, so like- It's very good. Why didn't Andromeda work? I mean, not, granted, like at the time, like honestly, here's here's what I thought happened because, you know, we were doing these things where like Buffy was, one person and then she was another person because she was on this different show and people were changing shows and it was confusing to me so like what I thought happened was <laughs> don't tell anybody what I thought happened was that Hercules like went to the future and then like he I thought he got frozen <laughs> I thought Hercules got frozen in time like on some ship at a wormhole and then like he woke up in the future and he became the captain of the ship is literally what I thought happened and I was like oh I wonder if he's gonna go back and get Xena and then he did go back and get Xena only she's a robot <laughs> and then he came back to earth in the, in the 21st century so he could be called Hercules. all of that was new and exciting stuff even Battlestar Galactica which is great is just a, re, a redo 
Well, but I mean, okay, like really, it's all just referring to the same thing, isn't it? Like, isn't this the whole, isn't this like an issue with like just literature in general? Isn't it those like, those? there's just those three stories, really? You could say that, yes. Yeah, yeah actually, no, I, I fully agree with you. That's it's true. But, you know, as a Star Trek fan, we can do, we can do anything we want in the realm of the Star Trek universe. You know, like for instance, me, I mean, I don't know if anybody else is going to find this interesting, but I want to know what humans were doing on Earth. Humans who didn't join Starfleet. I do too. Civilians. What were they doing on Earth while Kirk and Spock were saving the galaxy while your grandfather was still in diapers? You know? uh, (laughs) That also, but also like, how does Joseph Sisko find the like where how does he find that oomph to get up and go in the morning to make some food for the people that aren't paying him to make the food when he could just do something else that is that really what he that's really what that's what he finds the most fun is just cooking food for people who might be unappreciative because they're just coming in to eat their food they don't necessarily want to oh man can you stop talking somebody just told me to come get this food Uh Uh um robert is out there growing grapes (laughs) why you told me they didn't have the be. machines Picard had when Robert was there. You know, we had they they showed some. Uh, I guess they were, they were like floating sprinklers, for lack of a yeah. more sophisticated way to call them. We, oh, we had the, yeah, they, you're right. They may have been floating. Yeah, they had floating I, floating sprinklers, but not not certainly not those uh, those um, high tech <laughs> bottle bottle label makers that we saw in the season that shall not be spoken of. It would be interesting to and she was and then they just had they just had the torso and then she's crawling through the tunnel like she's a zombie come on come on come on (laughs) boy this may this may be the episode that infuriates your audience most (laughs) oh my god wait but i was i was about to say something that was relevant and i just it just it just flipped to my head and i was like wait she was all right, I don't know. I'm just, I'm that. Well, I think that we may have gone a little bit off track. We are we are here to discuss Star Trek Lower Decks, I think. I would appreciate it if they didn't end Discovery after five seasons. I don't know what the reason for ending it after five seasons would be. I don't, I don't quite understand. My theory was that they took two years worth of um, money for seasons and gave it to Strange New Worlds, thus robbing Discovery <laughs> of season six and season seven. I, I like the show. I like Discovery. But it is a controversial topic for fans. For a lot, for it's, it's a dividing topic for fans. It, it really is. It really is. Nobody wants to say that, but it's true. And, uh, and, and just because I'm saying it doesn't mean I don't like it. I mean, I have my qualms with all of but um, uh, but it's still a good show. I think there are many divide. There there must be, from what I'm perceiving, many dividing lines that run through Star Trek Discovery. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think the biggest dividing line between I'm all in with Discovery and oh my god I'll never watch Discovery? Um, for me, it's always canon. It's never, it's never these casts. It's never the performances that these casts give. It's never the production values. It's always, for me, it's always canon. But I've never, there's only been one modern Star Trek show that I came dangerously close to never watching again. And that was Picard after season two, until I saw the teaser for season three. And the teaser for season three was coming out just at about that time that Spiner was chasing Picard through the cavernous hallways of a of a house with a gun you know and I just thought this is this is not Star Trek <laughs> this is not I can't believe it's not Star Trek that meme that's always going rapid every time I see that meme on Nats I know that something has been released into the lexicon into the universe that's pissing off fans every time I see that meme repeated it's like uh oh what came out today that I'm not aware of? Yeah. yeah I don't... <laughs> you notice you notice that how sometimes it just comes out like the day the Strange New Worlds trailer dropped. 
mm-hmm. that a certain sector of our fan base yeah. um, was just putting that meme everywhere. I couldn't see it enough. I think that I may have successfully uh, tailored my own social media experience. <laughs> I very rarely, I mean, this is just probably a bad thing to be honest, but I very rarely see dissenting opinions that are so markedly different than mine that they're vehement with me about having about me having my opinion. Gotcha. gotcha. And when I come across something that is a red flag for me, I just block and mute them immediately. Yeah. And, you know, we're not we're not including the opinions of misogynists, racists and uh and and you know and for me that's those are big lines that i've seen drawn with discovery yes. um yes, there is I a, agree. there is took a, it right out of my mouth there's a canon line but i think that there's something that i've learned from star trek and is that um not to quote ridiculous characters but I, all is possible i think that all these things can work together i'm one of the people who believes that all of science and evolution and all of the bible can be true well, maybe not the bible itself but the basic story about you know there being a god like i think that god and science are not things that can't exist in the same universe i think as a matter of fact how dare you call my god not perfect enough to have created science what <laughs> so thank you so i think that um the, what they are what what I've seen in Discovery that many people have complained about, I've decided to see as me not accepting the universe as it is. Like this is the universe. They are creating that universe. They have that branding, they have that name, and to not allow myself to enjoy aspects of that but you know parts of that universe especially like new parts that are coming out just like on on, just like abandoning you know fear and doubt and like deep criticism and just being like well this is the ride that i'm gonna like this is the ride that i'm gonna go on like i'm not hopping off this ride i'm gonna have to figure out a way to make this work and yeah so like yeah okay so let's just go back to back to the main to the let's go to the main one of like um spock's what (laughs) <laughs> like wait Tita, do, but do, don't you think that so nobody nobody so okay 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 fine okay fine okay fine okay okay so he had a sister but you know he she he can't talk to his parents right you know you guys got that one together right and they're like well he just talks to his mom I'm like no 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 that's not what he said <laughs> Who said that? He said he hadn't talked to his parents in like years. Uh, he talked to no. his mom no. in Discovery. He didn't talk yeah. to his dad, so like, cool. Didn't talk to his dad. But I'm like, did we? Did, was there a need for us to get that close? <laughs> did, we, did we have to get? Did it? She could have been raised on Vulcan by a Vulcan. <laughs> she could have. She could have. She could have been raised on Vulcan by Tuvok. Can I, I ask you? Do you think that in the process of making her Spock's illegitimate sister, she's not illegitimate? No, she's not illegitimate. I, I, I thought. No, I, I've, I've read that. I've thought I've read that description somewhere before. So oh, people may have termed it that way. Illegitimate is like born out of wedlock. When, she's she, when I. <laughs> He was when born I in say, wedlock, so she's adopted, is what she is. Okay, so his adopted sister. Mm-hmm. So do we think that by making Michael Burnham his adopted sister, it undermines the value of how strong Michael Burnham could have been on her own? The answer is yes. Thank you. Not connected to a legacy character? There's nothing bad about the Michael Burnham character. She often epitomizes Star Trek herself in a way that that more than... I think most people are comfortable admitting, but she didn't have to be Spock's sister, legitimate or otherwise. The only way that her being Spock's sister, to me, besides obviously the exploring Amanda and seeing this whole different childhood that he never mentioned, like where was Ichaya? But so like the only thing, the only way that where what did you y'all missed the anyway? So. The only thing the and Selick didn't Selick come was his brain all screwy when Selick can't what does he remember being Selick? Is he gonna remember? Wait, hold on. Wh- which one was he scram? Anyway, um, 
the only the way way that it paid off for him to be Spock's brother was way in the 31st century when he she could look back and be so proud of her little brother. Like that was the only time that ever paid off. <laughs> I was uh, like, it's... oh, and it drew a little tear, and I was like, oh, but like, when you think about it, had they not done all that stuff before, they wouldn't have been able to do that. Yeah. Like, yeah. they connected you so that you would know that we were connected. Because, you know, there were people who were like, oh, this is an altered universe. This is a different reality. And they were like, no, this is this is the prime universe. She's Spock's new sister. We had the same problem with Star Trek V. <laughs> to be fair. Yeah, I still have it. I still have it. <laughs> you know, so it, it's got nothing to do with Michael Burnham. I love Michael Burnham. Uh, I love Sonequa Martin-Green. I loved her on Walking Dead. Um, I'll love yes. her in whatever else uh, she she decides to do. 100%. And, and as well as that cast, I think they're seriously underrated. Oyen Oladejo is in another show called People of Earth. Have you seen this show? Oh, it's a, it's a no, whole, not yet. Like, it's sort of like a, I'm going to call it, if it were a book, I'd call it a young adult book. Oh, okay. People of Earth. It's like a, a Canadian show. Um, also, uh, why don't I know his name? Um, uh, so Owo's in that show, and Book is in... Uh, what is that show? He's in a show... Anyway, he's on this other show. He's the captain of a ship. It's a whole sci-fi show. He, like, helmed it for four years. It's a really good show as well. I, I say all this to say, like, there are great actors on this show. There's freaking Doug Jones right there. Like, yes! Doug Jones! He's a master. Um, There is a movie by... um, With Ronnie Rowe, who's starring in a movie. He stars in this movie called Bad, Bad Cop. That's a really good movie. Um, so I said, say like, we, we have some good agreed. I'm agreeing with you. We have a lot of yeah. talent here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we are spending most of our time watching uh, Sonequa Martin-Green crying. Do you think they cry too much in New Star Trek? I think they cry too much. Well, I think, specifically, I think they cry too much in Star Trek Discovery. Specifically, I think okay. Michael Burnham cries too much in Star Trek Discovery. Yeah. The time to cry would have been the time that she was screaming about, wow, yeah, I made it to the future. Like, well, you didn't die. Like, that's that's that would have been a cry time. Like, yes, we made it. I'm so happy there's life here. Like, not a tear. Didn't shed a tear. Do you think Star Trek Discovery is for Star Trek fans? Or was it meant to cater to people who have never seen Star Trek before? It is, I don't think it's made for either. <laughs> I think it was made as an interesting story. I think that Brian Fuller and um, Alex, was it Alex Kurtzman, put together yeah. a very interesting story. You have the the spy intruder guy that the main character's in love with. You have oopsie, whoopsie daisy, everybody thinks that she killed her captain. She's going to, to prison. She's going to get lifted by this other guy who turns out way later to also be a bad guy but she's not a bad guy but he really was a bad guy and he's supposed to be the captain they got this other guy who's like her brother who was always tussling with her and like they got a little rah 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 camaraderie but like that didn't handle that all that well and then she's got like you know some good she's got good good girlfriends you know you got your sex in the city crew you got your your um your uh, detmer and your owo like she can hang out with them like she's supposed to be the one sitting in the mess lounge with like uhura and chapel and um ortegas are that's supposed to be the three of them like they yeah. took a lot of stuff from anyway um i also think that this story would have been really good without the star trek branding thank you thank you i think that the initial story was really good Yes, now, with had Morka. It, had it not had the Star Trek branding, I might not have watched it. This is true, and 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 it's that's the exact point that you made with Andromeda earlier. You know, mm -hmm. it, there are certain business decisions that are made. You know, and Star Trek is more than a universe to those of us who love it, to those who give it to us. It's a brand. It's a science fiction, American science fiction entertainment franchise. That's how it's yeah. labeled in yeah. the in the ever expanding universe of franchises. Perhaps treating it as a brand in this particular instance 
was both the right and the wrong thing to do somehow. I, you know, Brian Fuller had a completely different vision for the show than what was carried out. And Brian Fuller was the only person from past legacy Trek who was brought over to work on the show. And he was also the only person who was fired. Oh, I thought he left to go work on American Gods. I heard he was fired, but I don't know. Interesting. I, I don't know. I thought I heard he was fired. It just didn't seem to me like he left willingly, even though he was going to work on American Gods. But you have showrunners that work on multiple shows. I mean, the this seasons of these shows are so short. You know, how, I, I think he could have done both shows. I don't think he would have willingly left Star Trek. That is quite a thing to leave. It's I, I do feel like there was a loss there. I don't know what parts yeah. of what he was a part of, but I would have been interested in that anthology series. I think that would have been yeah. a cool thing. Um, the yeah. initial CG test shot of a Discovery had it coming out of an asteroid base. Where's my damn asteroid base? I've been waiting for this asteroid base since 2017. <laughs> did you see the original? Did you see the original uniform concepts and the original bridge concept for Discovery? It had the original series color palette uh, and the original series uniforms. They they found their way there. They they found their way closer. <laughs> <laughs> Close it. Yeah, um, it's true. It's true. I'll give it's you probably part of why Strange New Worlds works so well. I think so. I think yeah. so. And these are all dramatically different shows from each yeah. other. Yeah. Uh, the whole idea that there's a Star Trek for everyone. And I love that. And I'm going to watch these shows. I don't think, like I told you, there's only one of these that I was going to stop watching, and that was Picard. Discovery mm -hmm. never, even though Discovery upset me a couple of times, it never pushed me to the point of not wanting to watch it. Ever. Never I, I told myself at the end of season two of Picard that if they did not start season three with the Borg creating some weird portal or whatever it was they were doing at the end of season two, that I was done. Because I'm like, yeah. So, because, because I had already, I just finished a whole journey that was nothing. It was a whole nothing burger. The whole season was, it was like, oh, we, nothing happened. <laughs> no point. Oh, but look, there's something no happening over there. And then we go to the next season and we're like, y'all, hold on, wait, hold on. Weren't y'all all in a, like, whole, like, platoon lined up in front of the, like, the Borg took control of your ships to do a whole, was, Gerardi took over the, weren't we going to go back to explaining how the Borg are not changed because Gerardi has made a universe of sevens and all? I'm confused. But the only way that you could get me to like overlook that was to put all of those names on the screen. Okay, I'm in. I think I know why, but then I still ask why, right? Hmm. Why, and excuse my language, I don't know if you curse a lot in this thing, but it's, why it's the quite fuck right. was, why the fuck was Q there? Why was he there? Yeah, um, so funny thing about Q is that I had the very same question in episode one of Star Trek The Next Generation. So it's very on brand ah, with Q. Okay. It's right. it was sort of like, what it what are you why what it what is and furthermore, what do you mean you're dying? What do you mean you that's not how time works. <laughs> like you right now, go everywhere all at once and you you can't be dead. What are you talking about? Which made the whole reveal at the end of season three like, oh, of course he's, of course he's here. Of course he's still alive. Like, what are you talking about? Dies? He just he was trying to get Picard to hug him. That was the whole the whole thing. I'm not even kidding. Like that was his whole point. He just wanted. He was like, ha, got you. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the case for the cover of Picard season uh, two on Blu-ray? Why would I know? <laughs> look, what, am I look, looking look, for it? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no just, just roll with me for a second. Okay. okay? Right, yeah. you, you gotta, you gotta look at this thing when we get off the call. Okay? I, I will. Yes. It just, it looks like all these people on the cover. It's Picard. You got all these people in the back. He's like this, or or like this or whatever he's doing you just got all the it's this cavalcade of people 
And I don't think any of them even know what they're doing on the case, let alone in the series. <laughs> You're like, who are all these people? Who are these people? Why are you, why are all these people there? <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> what the hell is going on? It was just like, let's do this and let's do this and let's add this and let's do this. And, That's you know, what the whole season was like. Yeah, it's just so, there's so much going on. There's so many balls in the air. I don't know what, what they were doing. Or what I, for? I think that they, I do think that I remember something about they like did like, this happened in Discovery for one season too, where they like did a lot of the season or like a couple episodes and then they like got rid of all those people. So they were like, oh, we're going to go a slightly different way, but we're still going to tie it together. Don't worry, don't worry. They didn't tie it together. <laughs> they didn't tie it together. They didn't do it. It still makes no sense. It makes less sense than it did when it started. Correct. Correct. But, I mean, but if you're gonna, if you wanna, if you wanna cover that up, all you gotta do is be like, "Ah, oh, Q did it." I don't know. Just yeah, just I, I, look for me. Picard started and ended with season three. Uh, I liked season one. I I did like season one. I liked the way that we came into it. I liked seeing Picard as an older man. I had issues with him living with literal Jatvash agents, but you know, Tals he lives with the Talsiarn. Okay, so so like, how does he know that? Okay, so is he? Did he defend? Is he living? Is he a Romulan now? Why is he a? Anyway, (laughs) but like you know, I liked the vineyard. I, I will give you that. I was confused. I was like, wait, and, and they're a couple? What's going on here? So you have two Romulan agents that are sleeping together, like, and have known each other since for a long time. They're talking about each other's parents. They're very familiar with you, and you trust them. I mean, I get it, Picard. I know you're not Kirk. Like, this, we grew up in Next Generation, so yes, sure. But you got somebody watching them or something? Like, are you... Do you think... You got eyes on them, at least? <laughs> like, I'm just saying, like, it's just a... Yeah. Do you think he had them there though, because out of guilt, the Romulan supernova? This is what I think, but it's also a weird structure because it's like, are you wait? So this is your? They're living on your? Are they your slaves? <laughs> what, That's what? What's oh. happening? Who's who's out there in the fields? Are they Romulans too? Wait, <gasps> did you did you trade them <gasps> their lives for the rest of their life? What's going on here? Because you know they if you make them pledge their fealty, they're pledge their fealty. They're Romulans, right? So like, were you like, yeah, I'll take you off this moon, but the line must be drawn here, here, no further, and yeah. I will make you pinch grapes for the rest of your life. Right, right. <laughs> Well, I, I, I want. I thought I did think we were gonna get more into the story of that. Like, what's going on with that? Anti-leptons? Wait, anti-leptons? So wait, so you're telling me that you can rewind time with your tricorder? Maybe we should talk about that. I mean, don't bring up time crystals or anything, but you know, time time crystals. That's what you're you're going with time crystal. Okay, all right. What's that? It's a, it's just um, like a chronogami. Only that's supposed to be silly. Time crystal. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway. Well, you know, but you did, you did, because I only watched season one once. I only watched season two once, oh. which is more than enough of Picard. And um, yeah, I mean, I've done the same. I watched the episodes of season one several times. I watched the episodes of season two exactly one time because I can't. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't. You did remind me how the show started how it went into his life i did love yeah. that because i had high hopes i had yeah. high hopes and i was so happy to see him back i liked the android appearing out of nowhere and the mystery of wait is this gonna be the and then she blew i think that's where everything went wrong <laughs> when yeah. they when they blew up dodge everything went left from there because that yeah. did that was unnecessary then why have a twin why have a twin so so you can find the other so the what what like so you killed her so that you could go look for the other I mean the writer the writers killed her so that he would have a reason to go look for the other one why not just leave him with the, the one he had like it's a clusterfuck couldn't it's, she have just said couldn't she have could the, so that he could lead her to the one that's on the Borg ship why did they have to be twins even they didn't have to look the very same at all no clusterfuck 
Why? Wouldn't it be cool if it had been Hallie Todd? What if they got Hallie Todd to come back and be like, yeah, they turned me back on, homie. We need your help. (laughs) And he'd be like, his hands were moving so fast. Finally, he did it. Like, and and I even liked the whole the whole planet at the end, you know, with all the androids and stuff. And I thought that was going to be a story about, oh, we're going to feel, we're going to realize the mistake that we made with the synths because the Romulans set up this whole attack so that we could turn against the androids. And now the androids are coming back to say, nah, man, the Romulans did it. Rafi was right. Be nice to us. And it was going to be like a whole new like Blade Runner universe where we're all androids living with humans, and then like. But no, clearly that can't be because I've seen Discovery and that's not what happens. It also can't be because it means that we would have a series where Brent Spiner is playing yet another song. No more. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. Yeah. Yeah. Once no he, more. I mean, he was on Enterprise and I was like, y'all are stretching it. You're, you're <laughs> like for real. But like, you okay, so desperate. you're telling me that every generation of soon has that very same face. You have the strongest genes that I've ever seen in a human being. You guys look exactly the same. Look, hey, it worked for it, Tommy Boy. Remember Tommy Boy, Chris Farley, Tommy Boy. Remember his dad, Brian Dennehy. Brian Dennehy was the face of every sure. picture yeah. behind. <laughs> that's what they did. They took. That's where they got the idea. How do you keep staying smart? Like, don't you get a little dumber each generation down? Yeah, all that inbreeding. I'm telling you, Brian Dennehy, father of Elizabeth Dennehy, that's where they got that idea. Brian, they're like, Brian Dennehy played all of his ancestors on Tommy Boy. We could do this with Brent. <laughs> sorry. So I'm you're sorry. telling it's me so ridiculous you're telling me that I should blame Shelby. Is that what you're telling me? That she must have she must have been the conduit for we bring this idea over to where he's just gonna play everybody her being present i think was being the conduit but she herself did not form that conduit and even if she did i would never want to bestow the responsibility of such a shit show on that woman's shoulders we actually have to put it on brent right because wasn't lore supposed to be a female originally <laughs> and he was just like no 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 let me do it let me do it they should have put a wig on him they should have said yeah you sure you could yes Yes, you can play this character. Absolutely. Here's your costume <laughs> because she's a girl, right? And he'd be like, well, I think they <laughs> Oh, he'd probably do it though. Actually. I think they would be better. I think they would have been better served to just let Brent play one of his characters from Night Court. That that would have been far more interesting to me. Absolutely. I think that that's what the B4 character should have developed into. <laughs> that would have been great. B4 should have been one of the masters of disguise characters. Because nobody remembers that movie, so they won't be able to to um, draw that parallel. Because nobody remembers that piece of shit. Why did they have to do the date of death twice? I'm sorry, three was it three times? Because we did the one inside the Moriarty box, and we did the Nemesis one. Oh, and then the season one. So we had the so we had you know that was, Nemesis. That's the Moriarty box. Yeah, the Nemesis. Yeah, season one. That's he. That was the Moriarty box one. Oh, I, that's what Season I think one. of it as. I, they weren't in a Moriarty, but I'm sorry, that's my head cannon. My head cannon oh, okay. is oh, like sorry. they're in a similar construct as to the universe that Moriarty's in. Oh, okay. And I that's where Picard goes and visits visits Data and then sets him free. Which, what did he put him in active RAM and then run a program? I'm confused. Was how did that work? I, I don't know. I kept thinking the blue screen of death was going to come up. You know, it does seem three times because didn't he die in season three also? Like a version of him died and then he emerges as this other version of yes. Jada who's now older. And so it's three times, just like the show. Next gen, all good thing. Great. Mm-hmm. Generate, uh, um, not generations, excuse me, nemesis. No. And then season three. Yes. Okay. Stop right here. Right. This is how I feel. I'm like, you guys, you got it. This is it. You guys got it. Perfect. Like, if you do more, yeah, I mean, there's some things you could have done differently, but if you do more, this is going to be messed up. You're going to cheapen the meaning of it if you do more. Now, I will say that you you could do guest stars. Were there going to be, which I'm, I don't know, were there going to be a Star Trek legacy show with those characters that we saw at the end, which I don't think that's likely. Be neat, but I don't think it's likely. Um, 
it would be cool to have like you know Picard on a voiceover sometimes, or like you know Sun goes visits Dad every you know occasionally, like maybe once a season, no more than that, please. Or you know, yeah, let's yeah. FaceTime with the parents. You know, like that's cool. Or like Worf, you know, Worf's on the Janeway screen, like in Nemesis. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but, uh, we could see Jack Quaid come back as live action, and his ooh, parents can really be. And we can see, and we his real parents can be his real parents, Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan. Huh? That would huh? be that would be amazing. I would Wait, that, that would be really I, super. That's cool. not even a joke. That's not even a joke. That's not even yeah, a joke. Yeah. That's not even me being stupid. I got you. That would be that would be super cool. Yeah, yeah we yeah. we we could do a whole sitcom. <laughs> after we could do a whole sitcom after he's left Starfleet. <laughs> yeah, and that's it for now. I hope you all enjoyed it. I think there were a lot of good and interesting points in there, and there were some points that I thought were, were funny, and I didn't want to keep them away from you. So thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you had a great time, and Earl Grey would, I think, maybe appreciate it if I mentioned that you should stay positive, dream big, and you'll hear from us again soon. Support the continued making of this show Wait, through Patreon.com. Let's Talk About Treks is a production of Anodyne Relay supported by the Star Trek fan community of listeners like you. We review the copyrighted works of Paramount CBS's Star Trek team, of whom no copyright infringement is intended. You can reach us via email at email at letstalkabouttreks.com. You can leave us a message at area code 202-804-6312. Our producer is David Moody, and our writers, Jack and Earl, are on Twitter as at Trekstalkers, and would greatly appreciate the obligatory like and subscribe from wherever you're listening now. We record on Lenovo computers with Zoom, mix with NCH Mixpad, and master with Kako 3Bird. Our intro, outro, and interstitial musics feature samples from Awakening by Waterboy from Pixabay.